Welcome back to another episode of the Unlearning Podcast. My name is Ashley Lynn Hanks, and I am your coach, your guide, and your biggest cheerleader on your unlearning journey. If you are new to the show, the Unlearning Podcast is all about learning to love Jesus and your neighbor through healthy life-giving theology. In the next couple of episodes, we are going to take a break from interviews and from the Gospel of Luke to talk about the new Hillsong documentary and Holy Week. This episode is our 30th episode, and so I think the new Hillsong doc is a perfect topic for discussion. The next episode will be on the cross and thinking through a different understanding of the crucifixion, which I hope will be helpful to you as you go through Holy Week and make your way towards Easter. But for now, let's talk about Hillsong. A couple of weeks ago, my friends came over to watch Hillsong, a mega church exposed. I'm grateful that my wife and I got to see this documentary with friends because it's not easy to watch. I mean, there are some pretty really problematic things going on with Hillsong, and it's really, really troubling. Now, even though it is very clear that there is so much going wrong with Hillsong Church right now and has been in the past, I still believe Hillsong does a lot of good for the church at large, and I want to affirm that. I don't ever want to be someone who cannot see the good. I always want to be able to see the good. And so as I walk you through my thoughts about this documentary, I want to encourage you to share your thoughts with me by finding me on social media at Ashley L. Hanks or by connecting with me through my website at ashleylhanks.com. And my last name is H-E-N-G-S-T. I would love to hear about your thoughts on Hillsong. Before I begin to review this film, I want to encourage you to resist the urge. Please resist the urge, the knee-jerk reaction to view the sex scandals and the hypocrisy of Hillsong Church as their problem, that those Christians do these things. I know it's tempting to put Hillsong in a box and to assume that their corrupt systems and behavior bear no resemblance to mainline churches or progressive churches, but please resist the urge to do that. For one, it's just simply not true. Sexual harassment and sexual abuse and extramarital affairs happen just as easily in liberal churches as they do in conservative ones. Scandal and cover-up happen in all types of communities, regardless of their theology. And so my hope is that this documentary inspires discussion, not judgment. True humility, true humility in Christ is not spiritual arrogance. True maturity does not entail becoming a more judgmental or critical person. True humility and true maturity are rooted in knowing that you and I are no better and no worse than anyone else. No better and no worse. I really believe that we can hold people accountable without trashing their humanity, without denying their worthiness, and without being disrespectful. And so as we think about Hillsong Church, let us consider our own humanity as we watch a three-hour documentary on the humanity of Hillsong's leadership. Again, we can hold people accountable without trashing their humanity. And so that is my hope and my intention with this podcast. 
I definitely want to warn you, this documentary might activate a lot of religious trauma and sexual abuse traumas. So please don't feel like you actually have to watch it. You can just as easily read about these issues online without watching the three-hour documentary. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Hillsong Church, this mega church group of churches began in Australia at about 1983 by an Assemblies of God minister named Brian Houston. Until about 2018, Hillsong Church was a member of the Assemblies of God in Australia, which is a conservative, charismatic denomination. When I say charismatic, I mean the branch of Christianity that emphasizes your individual relationship with God and the work of the Spirit. Specifically, the groups, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like healing and speaking in tongues. Now, don't let the idea of speaking in tongues throw you off. Lots of charismatic churches believe in the deep work of the Spirit and see speaking in tongues as a possibility, but not necessarily as a common occurrence. Jesus Culture is a charismatic church. The Village Church in Texas is a charismatic church. All Sovereign Grace churches are charismatic. Charismatic churches tend to focus heavily on a personal experience with God and how we feel the Spirit moves through us through discipleship and worship. If you have ever attended a Hillsong worship service or listened to their music, you know how powerful their worship can be. And if you really haven't heard of Hillsong, you have probably heard of their music. Hillsong has produced a massive amount of chart-topping worship songs like Shout to the Lord and Oceans Where My Feet May Fail. Their worship music catches your heart to right away through powerful crescendos and intimate lyrics. Some people would say it's manipulative. Other people would argue that Hillsong's worship music sounds a lot like secular romantic ballads. So much so that it's difficult to decipher if one is singing about God or about their lover. The Hillsong documentary is shown in three one-hour parts, and each episode exposes the hypocrisy of pastors in this large, ridiculously profitable megachurch business. That's what it is. Hillsong is a megachurch business. It's not a nonprofit. Pastor Carl Lentz from New York City's Hillsong Church is just the tip of the iceberg. Lennox was celebrity is was a celebrity driven pastor who connected with Justin Bieber, the Kardashians, and the like. Lennox's downfall happened a couple years ago during lockdown in the pandemic when his affair came to light. In the second episode of the documentary, you learn a lot about Carl's history with womanizing and how he preached the purity culture throughout his entire ministry career. As much as we want to blame Joshua Harris for all of our trauma around the church's teaching on gender and sexuality, we need to remember that the purity culture was alive and well long before Harris ever came onto the scene. These toxic beliefs about sex and women were very much part of the Christian church for a long time, and Carl's journey shows just that. The third and final episode was especially challenging for me to watch, My wife graciously fast-forwarded through about 60% of it. As I mentioned earlier, Hillsong Church was founded by Brian Houston in 1983. Brian's church came out of his father's church in Sydney. For many years, Brian's father, Frank Houston, was the pastor of Sydney Christian Life Center. When accusations of Frank came forward about him sexually molesting young boys, 
Brian was part of the leadership team that covered it up. It's important to know that when these accusations first came up, Brian Houston was the president of Australia's Assemblies of God denomination. So talk about having power. Over the years, as more accusations came forward, the more cover-ups there were, until Australia's Royal Commission subpoenaed him. There's more about this scandal in the documentary, and so I don't want to get too much into it, but I do want to end with this. Last month, Brian Houston stepped down from his position of global pastor of Hillsong Church. After watching the documentary, my wife showed me that the New York Times article said that there was reported nine of 16 Hillsong churches in America closed within the last two weeks of March 2022. I'll place the link to the article in the show notes in case you'd like to check that out for yourself. There is a lot to think about when reviewing this documentary. Again, I know it's so easy to assume that this kind of sexual abuse scandal and cover-up only happen in conservative or Catholic churches, but this is simply not true. Sexual harassment, child molestation, and cover-up happen in all sorts of churches, conservative and liberal alike, and it's a huge problem. In many of our denominations, people have to go before committees of church members to justify why they feel harassed by church leaders. Although I believe most people have good intentions, we have to begin to demand that sexual harassment or sexual abuse cases be handled by a human resource professional, not a random team of retired people who happen to go to the same church. I don't say that to poke fun or to be crass. I'm just trying to point out the absolute illogical assumption that we make around these cases. We need a professional human resource person to help us discern what to do with these cases. Our denominations have often handled these kinds of issues internally without professional help. This is unwise. It should be standard that every church be required to hire an outside HR professional to deal with these issues. Our theology is not going to stop these kinds of things from happening. Outside professional accountability will stop these things from happening. So much of what went down with Hillsong was dealt with internally and not reported to outside officials. We have systems of reporting and government officials in place to help us deal with our internal issues. And so but I believe we need to make the use of them, the use of them mandatory. Having an outside HR professional as part of your church's staff also ensures that everybody gets the required mandatory trainings on how to prevent sexual abuse and sexual molestation. It's also important, I believe, not to stigmatize the church as if the church is the only place these kinds of issues happen. Sexual harassment and cover-up happen in all sorts of working communities and businesses. It's just so much more shocking when it happens in a church because we believe, as we should, that our local churches are the safest places on earth. What's really sad is this kind of thing happens in families too. And so before we get too depressed, I would just want to encourage you to simply allow this documentary to inspire you to get more involved and to speak up about things that should not be happening in your church, workplace, or family. No one wants to air out their dirty laundry or bring shame to their family or business, but we need to put our reputations aside for the sake of mutual safety and wellness. 
Every church has a culture and every denomination has a system and a culture. Hillsong's church culture and system is a very celebrity-driven culture. That may not be what your church focuses on, but think about the ways we tend to give preferential treatment to people who have money and status. Do we treat them differently than unhoused immigrant communities? Remember, Jesus warns against this kind of preferential treatment. This is not the way of love, and preference for the rich and famous has no place in the kingdom of God. I used to think local churches should be more accessible to the surrounding communities. There should be a yoga class on the front lawn and an after-school program in the fellowship hall during the week. And I still believe that. Like I, I think that is so important. But I'm starting to realize that the church's priorities shouldn't be for those who already have the means to access resources or rooms or spaces for themselves. The church's priority should always be the poor and the oppressed. It's never either or. It doesn't need to be. We can have an accessible building that the community uses and a building where the poor and the oppressed find refuge. But if push comes to shove and decisions have to be made, we should be showing preferential treatment for the poor because we are the church and God has preferential treatment for the poor. God's heart is for the poor and the oppressed. Please, please, please don't forget that. Finally, I just want to say how important it is that we continue to constantly deconstruct the purity culture. If you watch the second episode of the Hillsong doc, you will see how Carl Lennitz used the purity culture to control and manipulate women and young adults. We would be lying to ourselves if we still believed that this kind of thing does not happen today. It totally still happens in our conservative churches today. And so we need to remain in constant dialogue about what healthy Christian sexual ethics looks like. If you would like to learn more about that topic, you can check out the episodes on 22 through 25. I have a whole four-part series on healthy Christian sexual ethics uploaded for you to check out whenever you want. One of the biggest things that I have learned during my time at Claremont School of Theology is that our spiritual journey should be dialogical, that is, rooted in dialogue or in conversation. Conservative churches will often say that you need to believe X, Y, and Z, or you don't belong. There is little to no dialogue on big issues. And if there is dialogue, it's held as a means to an end. Many church leaders want you to conform. And if you decide that you don't want to conform, then you, then you, then you, don't, you don't belong. But the same thing happens on certain issues in progressive churches too especially around racism, sexuality, and scandal. It is so important to remain in dialogue, to do theology dialogically. We might find a lot of comfort in certainty, even certainty about progressive values, but without dialogue, that kind of certainty can lead to a false sense of control in communities, and we shouldn't be trying to control people. So let's do the hard work of humbly examining our churches and organizations, and let's remain in dialogue. I know that was a lot to unpack in such a short amount of time, but I hope it was helpful to think through this documentary. If you have a group of friends who love you and who want to talk through these kinds of faith issues, invite them over to watch the doc. You can sign up for the seven-day free trial of Disney Discovery Plus and then cancel the subscription when you're done. 
The first episode is ridiculous, so there'll be a lot of laughing. But as it goes along, you'll want your friends near. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey of unlearning. I hope that you have found this episode helpful and that if you get a chance to actually watch the documentary, no matter who you are or where you find yourself on this unlearning journey, I hope you know that God loves you and that God's promises are true. Until next time, my name is Ashley Lynn Hanks and you are listening to the Unlearning Podcast.